coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. This podcast now features special classic 2D events. Marvel at 433 in 2D. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including release dates for Final Fantasy VIII and Mario Kart Tour. And then on Thursday, we are going to be ranking Nintendo bosses. But Mark, in the meantime, and before we have to explain what that means, uh, how you doing? Yeah, quickly, let's change the subject. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I'm doing great. I'm feeling limber. Limber? Yeah. D- were you stretching earlier? You know, um... No, no come on. What, what, why do you feel limber? I don't know. Just for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we are both of a certain age. What? Yes. In our 30s. Yes, that's right. And... Um, you know, some days you feel limber and some days you don't. This is all to say, this is not to drive away young people from this show. <laughs> I don't know. You're talking about your limberness. It doesn't... Okay. I'm sure some people find that interesting. No. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> My level of limber, that's not a, a segment that needs to be on this show, like guest weather. Uh, okay. No, sure. So if, if listeners would like us to talk about their limberness, just send us an email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And uh, I'll ignore those, I think. <laughs> um, there was a fire very near us last night, Mark. Mm. Um, just over here uh, uh, next to the, the, where the 2 meets the 134. Um, the fire. And it could, we could see smoke. And yeah, we, I was wondering how close it got to you guys. Uh, fairly close. Um, we could see uh, rescue helicopters going to the reservoir, picking up water, and then like flying over to where the fire was. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, lo- honestly, long-time listeners of the show will probably may remember that like around this time of year is definitely wildfire season in LA. Yeah. I don't know really where I'm going with this. Just, just that, just that, that long time. You're just trying to stick it to me that long-time listeners will be bored by what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, look, I, I, I'm magnanimous. I know that not every segment can be limber level. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going at each other pretty hard tonight. <laughs> Or at least as hard as it ever gets between uh, the two of us. If you would like to go hard by borrowing my copy of Sonic Forces for Nintendo Switch, you can. All you have to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address. Because look, Sonic can go fast, but like you need to tell him where to go, right? That is a, like a really compelling point. <laughs> That that should be Sonic the Hedgehog's tagline. He can go real fast, but you have to tell him where to go. He should be teaming up with the Postal Service. The band? Ben Gibbard and that other guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking about something completely different. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yes, do that if you want to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. Um, also, continue to send us your Super Mario Maker 2 levels. Um, we like playing them. I like being frustrated by your levels, so please send them to us. Uh, and also, we have an announcement to make. That's right. Our Donkey Kong 3 competition has come to an end, and the winner was Billy Mitchell. No, Okay, so that is true. He sent in the highest score, and we said... 
we there was I think only one rule it here, was right? So explicit that Billy Mitchell was not allowed to participate in the contest, so he was immediately disqualified. He had ninety four million points, which just seems unlikely. Yeah, it seems too high. I have no definitive proof. I don't think the numbers even go that high on the machine. Uh, but our winner is Lizzie with uh, 213,400 points. Uh, Lizzie, I'm going to shoot you an email and we'll uh, figure out where to send these socks. That's right. Lizzie was an early favorite. Yes. And she really dominated the competition. Right. She held on to it. So congratulations, Lizzie. Congratulations, Lizzie. And thank you to everyone who participated. Yes, absolutely. Good showings all around, except for those of you who didn't try it that hard. And Billy Mitchell. And Billy Mitchell, who obviously cheated. All right, let's get into what we've been playing this week. Can any of this be considered slander or... <laughs> We're calling him a, a cheater. <laughs> and Billy Mitchell seems like the kind of uh, person that would come after us. Litigious. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, it's all in good fun. Patrick, can I tell you something? I You can. You so, can. So I was moving this weekend, and this week has been crazy. Didn't have a really a chance to play anything, which means I'm looking down at your list of the games you played, yes. and I feel horrified because, because I missed yes. Yes. the Tetris 99, Tetris Maximus Cup for the Fire Emblem skin. That's right. So you have missed out on the opportunity to have the Fire Emblem theme. I'm d genuinely upset. T describe it to okay, me. Okay, so it's beautiful, first of all. Um, on the left side of the screen, all three of the leads of the houses. On the right side of the screen, the mountain with Garrick Mach on uh, Monastery on the top of it. Um, it's beautiful. What's like the music like? Uh, it's like the normal, like you're battle in theme? battle. Yeah, it's the normal battle theme, which is way, way, way chiller than all the rest of the music. Because, um, like, you know, Fire Emblem for being like exciting and nerve wracking isn't an action game, right? So uh, its music has a much more like we're in this for the long haul. We're gonna listen to this for a while, and I'm not here to hype you up. I'm here to like move you on to like to the next round. So how does it change when you get to like the top fifty? Uh, it's so in the top fifty, and then again in the top ten. Um, I it made me realize that like oh, there are more intense versions of the mm -hmm. um, you know, like after because every now and then there's like a turn in a battle, right? Where like uh reinforcements for uh your enemy like come in from the side or um. You know, someone turns into a monster. Um, so they, there's like a, a second version of the theme and then a third um, that are just like kind of uh, more intense versions of that. But even at its most intense, it is way chiller than any of like the the original uh, Tetris music, the Game Boy music or the Splatoon music. Um, so it's just it's a beautiful thing. And with the, the line clears are like different kinds of um, like weapon hits. Um, and uh, so like, you know, sometimes it'll just be like a where it's like, oh, okay, that was just like, we just hit him with a sword, dealt him like normal damage, and then like, oh, that sounded like a critical hit. And What like aesthetically do the boards look like? Because you know how like for like Splatoon and stuff like that, they yeah, so it's, it up. Um, it's the flame crest is in the middle of, of the board. Um, and then like the pieces themselves have a very like matte um, like finish and the, the colors are uh, bright, but not in a Splatoon kind of way. Um, it's It's really... Really pleasing. We'll play. Let's we'll play a little bit. Um, oh, when, when we're done I mean, recording. I want to. I'm, I'm so upset at myself. I almost just want to like live in your description of it forever. I don't know that I can match the image in my mind's eye. It's a. Uh, it's it's very nice. Um, I I love it 
so much. Um, and, but I, I realized something as I was playing um, Tetris 99 this weekend. Uh, I think this is the first time that they did not announce that there was going to be uh, like winners of, uh, you know, 10 Nintendo bucks um, for the, the top uh, 100 or 1000 players or whatever. Um, my memory of it is that the ones where they're doing the themes, they don't. Oh. And, like, they've kind of been alternating a little bit. I, I can't say for sure. That's what I think was happening. Um, So, uh, the, and and that's fine if that's the case. I, it, this makes, I would love there to be a uh, Tetris 99 theme for every single Nintendo. Like, just bring them on. Like, keep rolling them out. I will participate in every single one of these things. And love every single one. I also think that at the end of these Maximus Cups, there should be a global leaderboard. That doesn't exist, right? Like, yeah. you don't know where you finished. Yeah. And not, I think that would close. be really cool. Yeah, it, w- it would be really... F- yeah, that would be great. Because um, we, Sarah and I usually finish somewhere with, like, a thousand-ish points. Um, and, uh, you know, with maybe, like, a win in there. And a couple second place. And then a lot, you know, somewhere in, like, the 10 range. Um but yeah, it w- it would be really fun to know like how you're actually stacking up against everyone else who's playing the game, um, how close you got to being in that like top yeah. like one thousand. Yeah, because it I always feel like we should be close, um, but we've never uh, we've never won. So I I, I have no idea. Um, I, and then I've also continued to play Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I st- still love. I don't have anything fresh to say about it. Um, other than I really, really like it. Um, and then Sarah and I have uh, continued our uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe um, sort of re-obsession um, and have been playing online a lot, which is just a fun way for the two of us to play something together um, and just, like, let the, the time pass, you know? Do you do battle or... No, we race. race. We race. Um, while we were playing, I think last night, um, I saw, like, a little notification on the screen that said, like, one of these players is trying to use the voice chat app. Um, and I was like, oh, w- weird. Um, so I went to my phone and was like, okay, so let's let's bring up the, the Nintendo Switch uh, phone app. And, uh, oh, I've got to log in. Okay, great. So I haven't used it in so long that it has logged me out. And then, oh, I need to update it because, of course, I haven't used it in months. Um, and then I did all that. And then, like, I got into it and it was like, there's the little notification. And I was like, hey, should I do this so we can, like, chat with these people? And Sarah was like, nah. <laughs> and I was like, great point. Good. <laughs> I didn't actually want to do it either. Uh, how do you guys perform in the races online? Because I consistently just got destroyed all the time. Uh, we do pretty well. Um, I, I don't, uh, maybe there are just fewer people playing it now. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty good. So, um you know, we'll we'll go on little stretches where like she's in first place for uh, a while, and then like I'll be in first place for a while, and then of course we'll have bad races as well. Um, but yeah, we we do pretty well. Um, all right, that's what we've been playing this last week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Okay, so maybe a, a little sidestep on that one first, right? Uh, Capcom is currently having a big Nintendo sale. Um, and it is it, it ends on Thursday, August 29th. Um, so I thought we could just like go over some of these uh, sale items and some of the things that are like that seem like exciting or 
good sales or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the first one here is one that I'm going to pick up because I wanted to play this game when it came out, but was like, yeah, I can't really bring myself to do it. It's the Capcom Beat 'Em Up Bundle, which is a collection of like classic arcade beat 'em ups. Uh, is down from twenty bucks to twelve. Um, and you know, it's got some like crazy old games, including some that never came to the States. Uh, so that's one I'm going to pick up. Um, but also all of the Mega Man stuff on switch, including Mega Man 11, Mega Man legacy collection, legacy collection Two, X legacy collection, and X legacy collection, uh, two are all down considerably from where, um, from their original pricing. Um, so if you're interested in Mega Man at all, I would say those are uh, good games to pick up. The one you were saying for uh, the Capcom beat-em-up bundle mm-hmm. that you're interested but couldn't justify picking it up at the price before. For me, that is Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy. Oh, yeah. Um, it's regularly $29.99. It's $10 off, $19.99. For 20 bucks to be able to play these on my TV or yep. on the go, yep. I am definitely doing this. Yeah. Also, all of the uh, Resident Evil games, uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 0, Resident Evil 4, Revelations and Revelations 2 are also on this list. Um, and they're, I think it's uh, down 10 bucks across the board, uh, except for the Revelations games, which are down six bucks. Um, but, you know, uh, the pricing on Resident Evil 4 was one of those things that I was like, do I really want to spend 30 bucks to play or 40 or yeah, 30, 30. Yeah. Um, but if it's only 20 bucks, like eh, that's, that's a lot harder to say no to. Um, and then also the Street Fighter 30th anniversary or Street Fighter 2 30th. An- no, 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 no. My bad. Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection, which is a good set of games. Um, it's all the arcade versions of Street Fighter. There are 12 versions. Uh, the original Street Fighter, five Street Fighter 2s, three stri- Street Fighter 3s, and three Street Fighter Alphas um, uh, is down from 40 to $20. 20. This is a game that I bought on PlayStation, uh, and there was a little bit where I was like, I'm probably going to double dip on this, uh, but then I didn't. Uh, I might double dip on this, Mark. There's also a mess of 3DS and Wii U games. Yeah, so check out the list if you are interested in buying some cheaper Capcom games than normal. And again, this is only until the 29th, which is Thursday. Also on August 27th, today collection of mana is released to retail that's right so this was released on the eShop um around d3 time yes because it was revealed at d3 that's right um and i picked it up at the time and mostly played the uh uh legend of mana which is the uh the game boy one which is weird that that's where i sunk all of my time was into the Game Boy game I've played a million times. Right, because it's the first time that uh, the third that game... Trials, yeah. Yeah, was ever available in the West. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, nope, I'm going to play the old Game Boy game. And then on Thursday, August 29th, uh, Pokemon Masters is coming out on iOS and Android. Yeah, and th- that's the uh, that's the game where instead of like recruiting Pokemon, you're recruiting the Pokemon trainers from like the anime and previous um, Pokemon games, and they have their own par- partner Pokemon. Um, and I guess it has more of a like co-op component to it. Are you interested in this game at all? Uh, with all of these mobile games, it's yes. one of those things where I'll totally download it and check it out, mm-hmm. and we'll see if it grabs me. Um, usually mobile games, like I don't really spend that much time in. Yeah, but like. 
with something like uh, Dragalia Lost, I ended up enjoying that way more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, never went back to it though, right? Like there was no. the, there was the week that we played it, and yeah. it was super fun. And then we we're like, great, I never have to touch it again. <laughs> I just don't really like mobile gaming. Just really isn't my thing. Yeah. And then uh, you also had called out Decay of Logos, which I don't know what that is. So Decay of Logos is that game that looks an awful lot like Breath of the Wild. Oh. Um, I, and yeah, so I just I highlighted it here on our list of games to maybe be paying attention to. I totally thought it was Decay of Logos, and it was some sort of like sure, like, like branding. Sh- yes, you know, indie game where everything's a stark black and white. I mean, that sounds it's like cool. Mad Men. The game, like, it's all has the aesthetic of the opening of the opening credits of Mad Men. <laughs> uh, and then on Friday, Astral Chain is released, which a game. I had no feeling towards. Yes. And now I have some preemptive feelings of missing out because the reviews are really good. The reviews are surprisingly good. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I f- sit on this one. Like, am I going to get it, Mark? Do we know? This is uh, because it's a platinum game. Yes. It has that sort of like Bayonetta beat 'em up sort of thing. Maybe that's the part that I'm so unclear on because. I, this game was not on my radar. And so I haven't watched any of really like the gameplay reveals or anything like that because I had written it off as a game that just isn't for me. Yeah. And, you know, like we commented on the trailer for it that was in, I think, Nintendo's E3 um, showcase, the direct, um, that like it just does this weird thing of like there's a lot of action going on and then there's just like little snippets of dialogue from the characters seemingly totally unrelated totally unrelated and also being like they say that you're the uh, the chosen warrior but how can that be and then someone else being like we've got to close the gate and you're like what is any of this like it it feels like anime nonsense um, but you know that can make for a fun game. I'm still playing Fire Emblem. Well, and for they, example, it also seems like the previews and some of the reviews talk about that. There's so much more to the game, in like the investigation and yeah. like, the police work and all that kind of stuff. I still have. I feel about this game like I felt about Xenoblade Chronicles Two, where I'm just sure. like, I have no idea what this is about or what's going on. But I was happily surprised to see the reviews and it has definitely piqued my interest yeah so that's probably one that we will just keep an eye on um and if one of us feels moved to uh purchase it perhaps we will um all right uh mark let's get out of the new releases Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, you have posed the question today of what is the worst haircut or hairstyle that we have ever had first i'm gonna ask this question uh have you ever dyed your hair have i uh not not really like for like halloween okay one yeah. time when i was like in four maybe like fourth grade i whoa i uh, like i can't remember even what i went as but i spray painted or colored my hair red yeah sure like but it was like the shocking like halloween type red and I thought it looked so cool. So my mom, like, let me leave it in yeah. for the next couple of days. I remember going to dance class and thinking, 
ooh, like, I have red hair now. I mean, that's exciting. It was. It was very exciting. Uh, were you going as the heat miser from A Year Without a Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, you know what? I might have. You, we all know how much I love Christmas. <laughs> that's uh, the worst year ever. The Year Without a Santa Claus? It's not a good one. Um, Because I, I dyed my hair a couple times in high school. Mm. Um, including one time that I went, uh, so I did like the like platinum blonde. Did you go all platinum or just frosted tips? No, 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 a whole thing. I would look. Everything here was, uh, you know, DIY in the same sink that we would wash the dog in. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is me in the basement before mom comes home. Uh, so yeah, did did like the the blonde, and then like a couple, like maybe a month or two into that, um, I dyed it red. Um, so it was like from the, the blonde parts of it were like uh, strawberry red and then the roots were like darker, of course. <laughs> was there a like person or something that you were like, whose aesthetic no. you were trying to no, emulate? No, it was never, just in never the once. Ether? It was just like, let's do something. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's try to change something about this. Um, and then maybe we won't hate it all so much. Um, and then I also dyed my hair, uh, like black 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 at one point um and that actually looked kind of okay on me especially because um you know i've lived in southern california now for a long time but uh in high school i was a pasty little wisconsin boy so like i had uh you know white skin and then like the black hair looked kind of cool uh but what what would you say is the worst hairstyle that you have had Mm. Okay, I feel like my hairstyle in general has not changed that much. You you mostly just do like short on the side. Yeah, but yeah. it's like way too short right now. Mm. Um, I don't think your hair is too short right now. See, okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I think what, it is. What, okay, well, very good. <laughs> I politely disagree. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm never going to argue with somebody if they're like, you're... You don't look bad. You, I know you say it, but you don't look bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I can't think of... So I you, mean, there, you, are like, there are specific times in my yeah. life, and I'm sure I will look back on times in my life right now where I'm like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But in the moment, you're just... For the most part, I'm just living life being like, yeah, I look fine. Right, right, right. Like my second grade school portrait. You know, I'm wearing a shirt that has a hood on it. it it's like divided this into just four sounds squares. sounds like what you wear. <laughs> it's divided into four squares, each one a bright, like, you know, like yeah. green, red, purple, yellow. And my hair is like parted to the side. Yeah. But it's very, it's like, has a lot of volume somehow, mm-hmm. but too much hairspray. But you could tell that I was too old for... You know, I was like, this is how I'm doing my hair. And my mom was like, whatever. Whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, I, uh, to to uh, do another reference here to Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, spent much of my young life with uh, Ignatz's hair. Oh, uh-huh. uh, just like straight up the bowl cut, like just just resting gently on my head. I never had the bowl cut, but I definitely, definitely had that like 90s sort of half Bob, I don't even know what you'd call it. Sure, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's mostly what my uh, what my sister and my mother have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, that's right, the hair that I had for a lot of the '90s. 
Um, I also, for a time in college, just let my hair uh, grow. So I had pretty long hair for a while, um, like down to my shoulders, um, which uh, would have been fine if I took care of it at all. Um, I just remember feeling like I always had too much hair and like it was getting in my food and stuff, which uh, is just is just gross. Um, so I, I would say that that was bad hair time. I remember this is this was not necessarily bad. This was maybe the coolest I've ever looked. I remember being a kid and oh, no, oh, I guess Topic uh, for another time. I guess we will never know when Mark was the coolest he ever looked. Uh, OK, we were accompanied today by the music ensemble at the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. So Gamescom in Europe happened this past week, mm-hmm. but it was kind of weirdly quiet for Nintendo. Yeah, outside of the Indie World Showcase that we talked about last week, yeah. And they also, uh, I guess, had like presentations or released videos where they were showing off their games, but there was nothing really yeah, new no that news. we hadn't like seen before. Yeah, like we I, we saw like the uh, the Switch, what's it, what are they calling it, Mini? The, 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 the new one, the Switch Mini, is that it? Oh, Light. Light, jeez, I could not remember <laughs> what it was called. Like, I know they had some of those on display, um, but yeah, no no real news. But we did get uh, a few tidbits here and there. Ooh. Sega released a trailer for Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 that revealed special classic 2D events. Um, it uses cute little 8-bit and 16-bit sprites, so players will be able to like compete in a number of events, including the 100-meter race, 400-meter hurdles, gymnastics, vault, judo, marathon. The, the judo looks very funny. Volleyball. Um, I like the idea of judo in these like 2D sprites. Yeah, me too. Um, so, you know, we, we played a little bit. We're, yeah, you played a little bit with me uh, this game at E3 this year. Um, and it seems like it is just a, like a you know mini game collection. Um, I always sort of hold out hope that these are going to be something a little bit more um, or a little bit more interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, this just wasn't that from, from my experience of it, but I gotta say the the 2d events, uh, does make me like, look at it another time and be like, Hey, this is kind of cool. I appreciate that they're putting this extra twist on the game. Like this extra bit of like content and effort. That's like a fun new spin that we haven't seen from these before. The most enjoyment I have gotten ever out of these uh mario and sonic at the olympic games i think it's just fun to see the gifts people make like i think it'll be fun to see yeah for these 2d games these 2d sprites which obviously we've seen the 3d version of mario and sonic together in a game but we've never seen the 2d versions it'll be fun to see those sprites in you know these like judo events i also just love seeing bowser do rhythmic gymnastics yeah that's just a lot of fun it's very funny um one thing i do think is weird about this is uh, so all of these Sonic characters are their 16-bit sprites. They look like they're from Sonic 2 or Sonic 3. And then all of the Mario characters are their, like, Super Mario Brothers uh, sprites. So they are way less detailed, and, like, the sprite of Princess Peach doesn't make any sense next to the sprite of Knuckles, for example. Um, it just... I, it just looks very weird to me. Uh, <laughs> Especially, like, have these 8-bit versions doing anything. Judo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's a, it's all just a little bit weird. I'm like, well, why not use like Super Mario World sprites? Yeah, for whatever reason, I feel like Nintendo. Actually, that's not true. I'm gonna walk it back before I even say it. I was gonna say they're very um, precious about like the eight bit Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, ones being the uh, like definitive, definitive version, ones. Yeah. But I, that's not even true. I think really the Super Mario Brothers three is the one that we see most often. When they're doing like eight bit sprites, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't mean, know. It's, 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 it's all choice. very, and it, you know, it's a Sega's choice because it's a Sega developed game. Well, we also got a release date for it, November fifth, twenty nineteen. There we go. Uh, starting in September, you will no longer be able to use credit cards to make purchases on the Wii U or 3DS eShops. You'll have to add funds via some weird URL or yeah. with gift cards. Yeah, you can go to a website so you can add funds, but you just basically uh the um systems themselves are no longer going to be able to take your credit card information. Yeah, which uh, uh I think the slow deaths of this these systems it's a little sad. Also to have the 3DS lumped in with the Wii U at this point just because the 3DS they continue to sell them. Yeah, but I mean it's it's been around longer. Um so I I have to imagine they'll be sunsetting them at about the same time. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's uh my 3DS is 100% digital. Um so, you know, I am very familiar with the purchasing process on on that on that eShop. Um so it's just a, it's a little weird to me that I'm not going to be able to do that the same way much longer. Final Fantasy 8 Remaster will be coming out a lot sooner than we thought. September third. How, how soon? And how Se- soon did we think it was going to come out? <laughs> September third. Okay. And not September third. <laughs> Maybe the fourth or later. Uh, so th- we thought maybe there was a chance this was going to be a digital release and a physical release, mm-hmm. but I can't remember why we thought that. Maybe they hadn't like specifically delineated it initially. Yeah, I th- I think they just weren't clear on how how it was going to come out. But it's going to be coming out digitally for twenty bucks. On September 3rd, I'm kind of interested in this, partly because Final Fantasy VIII is definitely my least remembered yeah, me Final too. Fantasy of, from that era. Uh, it, is, it is certainly my least remembered, and also, I don't think I got past the first of four discs of this game. Four discs? Three discs. Final Fantasy VII was definitely three discs, and nine was definitely four. But I can't remember. I mean, th- this is why we need to pick up the remaster. There we go. Because it'll tell us, this would have been disc number two. <laughs> but I don't know. There's something, and maybe I'm totally off base here, but there's something a little Majora's Mask-y yeah, about okay. Final Fantasy VIII to me, where it's like, you have Final Fantasy VII, which is a very specific aesthetic. Final Fantasy VIII, they tr- did something very different. Yeah. And then everybody... And then it just wasn't as successful, so they went back to doing what they did before with Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. And so, you know, both those games are, 7 and 9 are great games, well-remembered, but there's something intriguing to me about the kind of murkiness of Final yeah, Fantasy VIII. Yeah, the less-remembered Final Fantasy VIII. It hasn't been available, mm-hmm. you know, as readily as Final Fantasy VII and Nine. I mean, it also looks like the uh, graphical upgrades that they are doing on it are... Um like make the game actually look good um but i mean yeah i i wonder if there's 
There's a weird like disconnect in the quality of the remasters for um, seven and nine, where the character models look great, um, and then like everything else around them looks like what is going on here? Because like it's just like single still images are, are are the backgrounds. So like you know they can't like rescan the art or you know whatever. I don't know what it would take to uh, recreate those assets. Um, so you know I I, I just I wonder if uh, it's going to be a more congruous package than those other two, or if it's also going to have those same kind of problems. I'll tell you what... Okay, this is actually what it reminds me of. I said Majora's Mask, but that's not entirely true. Oh, Really, the feeling this is giving me is The Black Cauldron. Okay, A Disney movie from the 80s that mm-hmm. I had never seen before. Um, and maybe, probably like 20 years ago at this point, it was released on VHS, I want to say, for the first time yeah. ever. And I remember being so excited for it because it was just like this Disney movie that I had never seen before that they had never released on VHS previously. And it just seemed like this, uh, this like treasure that I appreciated that, you know, very few people did. It's not a good movie. Right. But you got to appreciate it. I got to experience it. It is also. I'm excited for Final Fantasy. uh, and th- this may be an A to A comparison, but it's a little bit like Final Fantasy V in that regard, right? That four and six are so well remembered and well regarded as they were two and three here in the states, and then five is a game that like we could first play on PlayStation or something um, when those games were collected. Um, and uh, yeah, that this is it occupies the same space of being like between two classics that often get re-releases. And now this one is available for the first time. So Final Fantasy uh, 8 is like Final Fantasy 5 or The Black Cauldron or Majora's Mask. Take your pick. Mario Kart Tour also has a release date. It's coming out on September 25th, and you can currently pre-order it on iOS. Uh, love pre-ordering free apps on my phone. Love when they just like show up on my phone one day. Yeah, that's Usually, for whatever reason, these Nintendo mobile apps have released like two or three days earlier than they said they were going to. Yeah, so that's reason enough right there to sign up for it uh, or to pre-order it, I guess. Uh, Temperature on Mario Kart Tour. Uh, I mean, I am definitely going to check it out. Uh, With every one of these Nintendo mobile games, there's a moment where I'm like, uh, this could be the new Mario, Super Mario run for me Um, because I loved that game. Uh, and if there is ever another um, Nintendo game that can, you know, get me back in to playing games on my phone, like I will, I will let it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not expecting it to um, rock me, but it might. Is this the last of the like non-Pokemon branded Nintendo mobile games that we know about? Great that question. Have been Great question. Um, there were rumors of like a Zelda one, I think. Yes, but but we've never seen like a title for it or known what kind of gameplay we're talking about there. Right. Um. Yeah, I think this is the. I I think that's the closest we have to, um, an idea of what might come next. The director of both Dragon Quest Builders games, uh, Kazuya Denoi, has left his job at Square Enix. No longer at Square Enix. He announced on Twitter that after seven years with the company, he was feeling burned out and wanted to explore a new development environment. This is, of course, being translated from Japanese. So right. 
Right, and translated by Twitter. Like, this is not, this is the automatic, the the Twitter brain looking at it and being like, ah, it says he's exploring a new development environment. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't, uh, my initial, uh, my initial impulse is like, new development environment, what does that mean? But, like, it just means he's doing something different. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's still going to be around to support Dragon Quest Builders 2. But as an external contractor, so it's not like he's disappearing completely. Um, you really enjoyed the demo for Dragon Quest Builders, is that right? So yeah, and then uh, did you end up friend of the show? Yes, June right. let me borrow his copy. I played it for a little bit, got a little further than I did in the demo. But as I was getting ready to move, I like returned the games that I borrowed from him to him, just right. so that way it's like. Otherwise, the, I cannot guarantee that these will ever be returned to you. That's right. I man, things get lost in a move. But I, I did really like it a lot, and I've heard the Dragon Quest Builders 2 was even better because they were able to iterate on the things that worked. I don't know. It's interesting to me when you, um, anytime that you get these development things, especially, you know, living in the world and as an adult, knowing people who work in different environments, and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, like, being the, what was he? The, the director. The director for this game, man, like... This must be such a great job. He's made it. He's reached like the pinnacle. He's like, no, like I'm kind of burned out by it, and I'm, I'm gonna just, do I'm something. I'm gonna become else. like an independent contractor. And, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, interesting to me to see that sort of thing that I know of in my own life, like reflected in these game developer game developer worlds, which sometimes see like seem like so different and far away. Yeah, and especially when there's that like one extra layer of abstraction of uh, it being in the Japanese game development mm-hmm. world where you're just like, I have no idea what his day-to-day experience is like, and uh, like, is he leaving because there's like secretly a better opportunity that we'll hear more about in the future, or is he just actually burned out? Like, burnout's a real thing. Um, especially for the uh, director of two games that came out in pretty rapid succession mm-hmm. and are both big games uh, and with the Dragon Quest name attached to it um, those had to be high pressure situations as well so um, we wish him the best right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yes, for sure <laughs> um, do we have a Nintendo Direct incoming shortly? Uh, so you were mentioning just last week that you think uh, like s- September normally we see uh, a direct. It's interesting because I feel like normally around this time the drum beats yes. in the Nintendo community would be getting louder and louder. Drums. Where, drums in the deep. Exactly. In anticipation mm-hmm. of a Nintendo Direct, everybody getting kind of antsy. I'm not sure why that is not the case this year. Maybe because Nintendo's year is pretty stacked around this time. Well, so and, people are yeah. like focused on those releases because we have Astral Chain coming out this week. We have uh, Demon X Machina coming out very shortly after, thereafter, like a week or two. I still can't believe that game's like actually coming out. And then we have um, Link's Awakening mm-hmm. and at the end of the month, Dragon Quest Eleven S. So I, I don't know if that's why maybe people are and like then Luigi's Mansion on, like, and then Pokemon. Whereas yeah. last year it felt like there was kind of a drought between um, until you got to Pokemon and especially Smash Brothers. Yeah. So I don't know if like that's distracted people from wanting an, or really hyping up an Inten- another Nintendo Direct, but totally. I do kind of think we're due one. Yeah. Well, and uh, Fire Emblem also just came out. So like, yeah, we, we're... And uh, uh, Marvel? Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. So like it has been 
what was that? Just like six or seven big games that are all coming out in the second half and of the year? And there's the Switch Lite coming out really soon. Yeah. There's been lots of other Nintendo news, I guess. Oh, wow. The Switch Lite is actually coming out very soon at this point. Yeah, just a couple of weeks. Is it September 20? Um, I think it might be. It's the same day as it's Link's around, Awakening, right? I think it's a week before Link's Awakening. I think it's the I week can't remember. Link's Awakening. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. What, the show? <laughs> Calling off the show? No, no, no. Let's continue to do the show, but we'll... (laughs) I said let's continue to do the show, but we'll hate each other. (laughs) Okay, perfect. I agree to those terms. We'll be like the people who created Modern Family. Uh, But anyways, GameStop's internal system, which is only accessible to employees, is showing over a dozen new Nintendo Switch SKUs without names with the generic release date of 12-31-19. So this could portend the upcoming announcement of a bunch of new Switch games that you have placeholder dates or some that might be coming later this year. It and seems like a lot, right? Yeah, and uh, and also we just normally get a direct in September yeah. or around mm-hmm. September. Um, re- maybe related to this, an Amazon listing or yeah, an Amazon listing for an Overwatch branded Nintendo Switch carrying case mm. was posted and quickly removed yesterday. The case was officially licensed by Nintendo and Blizzard, or at least was from a partner, you know, that has licenses with both Nintendo and Blizzard. So could Overwatch be coming to Switch? Um, uh, when So uh, I guess uh, Blizzard is on Switch in the form of Diablo, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that's it. And, like, that was, uh, that was sort of a thing that was a surprise to us, right? Totally. But they've also, you know, after Diablo 3, they've expressed interest in continuing to want to support yeah, the Switch, and I feel like from the moment the Switch ki- became kind of successful, people have been asking them about Overwatch on Switch, and they've always expressed interest. And at this point, it kind of feels like... Like, uh, yeah, just do it. Yeah, right? I mean, ob- obviously not knowing the technical ramifications of saying that, <laughs> yeah. but from a like graphics perspective, it seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, well, and also just, like, uh, Overwatch, uh, of all the Blizzard games, um, Overwatch seems like the most console-y of them to me. I know there's a totally. big, uh, like, uh, PC player base for it. Um, but, yeah, that people play that game on console all the time in a way that they're not playing, you know, the Diablos, with the exception of 3, um, and, like, uh, WoW and uh, StarCraft and, and all those games. I still want to know when, uh, I feel like, Hearthstone, why isn't that on Switch? Yeah, that's also really weird to me. Although I feel like, and this is just anecdotally, that the buzz around Hearthstone. Oh, yeah? You know, not not in a way that it's just established at this point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, fair enough. N- um, And so, but you haven't really seen, like, Gwent, the Witcher game, has yeah. it come? yeah. The relaunch of Magic Online that I actually don't even know if it still exists at yeah, this point. Is that like, Duel of the came. Planeswalkers or something is that... like that? I just said the first like subtitle I could think of I related mean, if, to if Magic. It's, if it's not that, we should start a D and D campaign <laughs> with that name because it sounds really cool. No, that is definitely something. <laughs> uh, curious about Dragon Quest Eleven S: Echoes of an Elusive Age, a definitive edition. But not convinced that you should spend $60 to have that curiosity sated? Yes. Well, <laughs> good yes. news. Yes, Mark, I am. There's a demo mm. for uh, DQXIS colon E-O-A-E-A colon D-E. Mm-hmm. It's a meaty demo, about 10 hours of the game. And the best part is your progress carries over to the full game. So I'm definitely going to get this. Yeah, me too. Um, Even though, even though 
I picked up the game on uh, PlayStation 4 and didn't play more than four-ish hours of it. So I will probably get further in the demo than I ever got in uh, the full game, which I bought for like 20 bucks um, a while back. Uh, I This is one that I, I, I really want to check out, if for no other reason than just to experience what the new music landscape is in that and thing. And the 16-bit version, And the Patrick, 16-bit version, yes. Which I feel like is not being talked about enough. No, so the the what what the game does, there was a 3DS version of this thing in Japan that al- allowed you to switch back and forth between the two or was it just no. the 16-bit version? Well, it had a um like it obviously wasn't the full fidelity of like the PS4 version. Yeah. But th- it was kind of like a hybrid of the two. Yeah. So then then this allows you to actually either play it like it's an old Super Nintendo game or like it's a PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, uh, like 3D, fully immersive and like kind of world. And I think you could switch back and forth on the fly. On the fly. Yeah, that sounds really cool. That sounds very cool. Plus all the voice acting, mm-hmm. the orchestrated soundtrack, which was one of the big complaints people had about like the PS4 version. Just being able to play it portably. I feel like these big, meaty RPGs, to me, I don't want to be chained to the television. Right. Yeah, and it, I mean, especially, oh man, if you're like watching something, you just want to like pull it out and like grind out some levels or whatever. Yeah, man, I am I am way there for it. Very excited for this. Um, one thing to note is that the demo has been crashing for some users. Producer Hokuta Okamoto has commented saying that they're trying to fix the issues, but they haven't been able to produce it internally or reproduce it internally. So they're asking for players' patience as they work on it. Um, I mean, thank you for working on it. It's always weird to me when a developer puts out a demo and then patches the demo. Because I'm like, just work on the. But I the guess demo's out there, man. Well, I think the game has already gone gold. <laughs> oh, on okay. The switch, like you can down, you can preload it right now. Hmm. So I, I think it, that part is done. But I also get it from from like a sales perspective. You're like, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. If we get people into the demo and the demo carries over to the full version, then you know you're just like making that sale a lot easier yeah it's just it's one i know that's not the sexy part of game development and look we're normally all about the sexy part of game development (laughs) it's why you download this show um but yeah it's just it's it's one of those weird like parts of uh the games industry where you know they put out a a demo and then patch the demo and it's like whoa this is so weird and backwards but okay Mortal Kombat 11 has finally announced all six DLC characters for the combat pack with a K. Uh, so we may have talked about some of this before because some of this information leaked. Um, but uh, Oh, that's right. Was it a leak? Because I remember us talking about Spawn. Yeah, we did. We definitely did talk about Spawn. And I think we knew uh, Nighthawk, Sindel, and Shang Tsung. Um, and then we talked about Spawn for sure. But the two other characters are Joker. Now, this is the Joker from Batman, not the Joker from Persona. I know there's a lot of confusion in the fighting game community these days. Uh, but it's the Joker from Batman and the Terminator T-800, which is the new, it's the Schwarzenegger license um oh. likeness um from the the new terminator movie what's that one called genesis genesis might or be was right that the old one i don't this one's dark future dark past dark forces dark it's dark Phoenix. something <laughs> it's dark something for sure uh i terminator is showing up in all video games right they're now. they're trying really hard they are re- like he's in the new gears of war i think um and like some other i i have seen uh like special terminator content 
in like every game that's been announced or shown off in the last like three months. Um, and it's just, it's weird that uh, the Terminator marketing team was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put the Terminator in every video game we can. And people are just going to love it. I mean, I, I think it's because they don't know what to do with Terminator. Sure. And so they are trying to figure out like, who is the target audience for this? gamers maybe maybe people who like mortal Kombat because that's from the 90s too like it's it i I think it just goes to show that terminator is a nobody knows what to do with it yeah it's i mean it is a lost franchise and and it's it's the same as alien really or spawn Uh, maybe uh well i don't know spawns 300 issues is fun um but and it's been basically the same forever um but like you know terminator the first two terminator movies you know were something cool especially the second one um and then like the franchise has just been like how many terminator movies have there been in in the years since then like three or four and there was that series as well and like it's all just kind of a mess um and like I, I just don't know who it is that's excited about um, new Terminator and like having the Terminator in video games, um, but like they they they're trying something here. So Terminator and Spawn, I get from the perspective of like if they're incorporating them into the storyline of Mortal Kombat 11, sure, which involves like time travel. Yeah, so like, t- Terminator perfectly at home in time travel and Spawn. Yeah, there are creatures from hell all the time in Mortal Kombat. He makes sense. Joker Ugh. makes like a little, I mean, important part. I'm sure they'll explain it and I'm sure it'll be dumb and I'm, that'll be great. Because, right. you know, it, Mortal Kombat 11's all story was all about that craziness. Do you think it's just, is it just the model that they used for? No, so it's a it's a totally different model. Oh, okay. Um, That's and cool. looks nothing like any of the, because the, the Joker that they use in Injustice um, looks very... Um, uh, it looks a lot like the Arkham uh, Asylum Joker, mm-hmm. and you know all of that is uh, Warner Brothers and uh, WB. So like that that makes sense um, that they have access to the character, and obviously they've put him in fighting games before, including um, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe uh, from like a decade ago. So you know this isn't the first time that the uh, Joker has been able to fight Scorpion or whatever, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a, it just, it just a, a, a little bit weird. I was actually, do you is okay? Yeah, there's a new Terminator movie coming out, so I understand why they did that. There's um, a new Joker movie coming out. There is. There's also a new Spawn movie being made. I wonder if that's under Warner Brothers. Terminator not under Warner Brothers, but right. they could probably get the license for cheap because. They want because to they're just trying movie. to put Terminator in games. Yeah. They're like, look, here's here are the things we want to do. We want to put the Terminator in video games, and we don't want to make a video game. So how do we accomplish this? We just let everyone else put him in their game as a guest character. Look, we're talking an inordinate amount of time about Terminator. Yeah. It's almost like we're being paid to talk about Terminator. Terminator. In, in theaters uh, this fall. <laughs> Dark Phoenix. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 has an update coming on August 30th. In addition to the previously announced new characters, Cyclops and Colossus, which, by the way, I didn't look up to see if that's true. I just did it based on our oh. gut instinct <laughs> of being, well, uh, those being the two characters. I know Cyclops is, I think Colossus is the other one. Yeah. But we had, uh, like, pos- we had given ourselves positive affirmation. That's right. For pulling those names. So I'm that's going, what. I'm going to continue to assume <laughs> that it is correct. Uh, but. They had also announced previously that new characters would be getting new costumes through early next year. And we get the first of those 
new costumes with Spider-Man getting the uh, symbiote. How do you say this? Symbiote? Symbiote suit. Hulk getting the Planet Hulk like battle armor. Which is pretty cool. And Captain Marvel getting the Ms. Marvel look, which is interesting because uh, I was going to say Kamala Harris, which can't possibly be true. Yeah. No, it's not. Khan. Khan is the character's <laughs> last name. Uh, is already in the game. Yeah, so I think it's interesting. Uh, it's just it's a, and it is a, a different costume though than than she wears, right? Though it's like the the black one with like the yellow, uh, like lightning bolt. Oh, I guess it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I looked it up. Terminator Dark Fate is out November first. Oh, that's what you looked up. Yep. You didn't look up if Colossus and uh, no. Cyclops are the free characters. <laughs> nope. No, I did not. Right. What I already forgot what it was Marvel. called. Marvel. No, 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 no. Hold oh, on. Dark, fa- Dark Fate. Dark Fate. November okay. 1st. Uh-huh. Uh, and the since, since Terminator 2 Judgment Day, there's been Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, which came out in 2003, Terminator Salvation, which came out in 2009, and Terminator Genesis in uh, 2015. So this is the fourth attempt to make a new Terminator movie that somebody cares about. Yes. And there was a television series uh, in there as well. They'll get there. <laughs> or they won't. No, you're, you're right. They, they will not. Uh, so Sorry. What were we? <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, you're looking up Cyclops and Colossus. Uh, yes. So what I mean, DLC characters? Here we go. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, DLC. Nope. This is just giving me Blade, Punisher. First, Cyclops and Colossus. Very oh, good. Oh, yes. Good. Yes. Where Patrick and I are shaking hands. That's right. Uh, we did it. Um, finally. Yes. Pokemon developer Game Freak uploaded a video interview recently with uh, Shigeki Morimoto, the designer of the mysterious Mew Pokemon. Mm. Uh, Silicon Era translated some of the most interesting parts, including the fact that Morimoto designed Mew to be a simpler version of Mewtwo, and he did that to save cartridge space. Huh? What does that mean? Well, I think it's literally just like, uh, we'll take Mew, but make him less fancy because that's less pixels. And then he takes up less memory. Because you have to save, literally save those sprites in memory. Yeah, but uh, you're, when you're saving a sprite, it actually takes up less memory if it uses fewer pixels? Sure, because it's less size. Just It's, it's just, literally less size. It's just small. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. And I thought this was interesting. In the early days, each Mew was procedurally generated on Morimoto's PC. Because basically, Mew was like a... um, He wasn't officially in a Pokemon game for a very long time. Right. He's 151. Right. So he was like a mysterious Pokemon that they added after they took were able to like... They took out some of like the debugging stuff. Uh-huh. And so there was a little bit of extra space. And so... For those of you who are a little bit younger, like Mew was a very mysterious character, and there was lots of speculation on how somebody got Mew. But initially, he uh, he was saying that each Mew was procedurally generated on his computer. They each had a different Pokemon ID, and he said that at select fan events, he would have to literally trade Mew with players one on one with link cables. Oh my gosh! So the first amazing. time they did it was just twenty people. The second time was a hundred, and then eventually they just like were able. I mean, I like that Mew was like a virus, and he was yeah. patient zero, and he just had to sit there with his Game Boy, <laughs> patiently like <laughs> yeah. trading That's Pokemon. Crazy, and it would be a different Mew each time because each one had a different Pokemon ID. Huh. I love that. I love that kind of like uh, 
hacky way to introduce this character yeah. that we all just kind of take for granted now. Like, what a cool, fun thing. Yeah, and now we got no limitations. <laughs> and so Pokemon can be so whatever. So where's the national Pokedex? No, Mark, come on. <laughs> no, that's the, who I am now. No, it is not who you are. <laughs> Look, it's fine to want what you want, but just don't harass anyone, okay? <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like this episode, you should share it with someone or everyone. Don't forget to send us your limber level. Yes, uh, to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Or you could tweet that at us. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page. And that's, you know, you find things on Facebook the way you would find things on Facebook by searching for Nintendo Cartridge Society. That'll get you right to us. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening.